Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're having a happy Wednesday. Before I sat down with today's guest, when my um, husband was headed out the door this morning, he ran a little thought experiment by me. And sometimes he likes to do this. He'll give me like uh, something to think about for the whole day. And then we reconvene at the end of the day with what our answers are. So today's thought experience experiment was if you could go back in time 10 years and you had all of the knowledge that you've gained over the past 10 years. Now, you don't get to like predict the lottery um, or you can't do like magic tricks with the knowledge that you know. So you're not going to get like famous being psychic. Um, but you can go back 10 years with all of the knowledge that you've gained over the past 10 years and relive it. Do you do it? So I loved the thought experiment. It honestly took me all day to think about and then some. I told him, I promised him I'd have an answer for him by six o'clock and then I just, I couldn't even come up with my answer by six o'clock because I kept going back and forth on it. While it did appeal to me to be able to go back in time and have all the knowledge that I have now and be able to really do things the way that I wanted to do them and without any regrets or mistakes, at the same time, I don't think I would do it because I think some of the excitement, like, you know, half of the excitement of life, half of the aspect of being awake is not knowing what's going to happen next. And I mean, yes, you plan for things and you set yourself going in a certain direction, but you really never know. Um, And so I don't think, I don't think I would go back and do it again. However, I thought about this question for like, a week. Um, And I think that if I could go back five years, knowing what I know now, I would probably do it because I think we could have a really, really good five years and actually make it a lot better for ourselves. And there are definitely some things that not that I regret, but just I know we could have made a whole lot more awesome. So I did ask today's podcast guest that same question. Um, I think I actually might have botched it up just a little bit because when my husband posed the question to me, I had in my head what he was asking, but I probably wasn't doing a very good job of listening 100%. And when he got home, I had an answer to kind of a different question. So then I had to, that's probably why it took me a little longer to think about it. Um, But I did ask today's guest that question, and I think you're going to like his answer as well. One more little funny story um, about today's guest is I had a, after I had him on my podcast, I was on his podcast the next evening. On Thursday evening, we did like an Instagram live and a Zoom call. Um, to record the podcast, which made me really nervous because I'm never on camera when I'm recording podcasts. And this was like two cameras on my, uh, like coming at all angles of my face. And it was just very nerve wracking. Um, But listen, he saw my microphone and he's like, I don't think that that is set up right. 
I don't even know if you'll notice, but this sounds way better. It's because I am using the microphone how it's supposed to be used. And actually, it makes it a little more um, easy for me, the setup of it now. But yeah, I literally was using it upside down. Don't tell anyone, but this is what happens. I'm like Amelia Bedelia. I don't know if you've ever read those books, but that's just like the story of my life. I'm always finding myself in these little situations. So I will say the reason I had it set up the other way is because the darn instructions that came with the microphone showed a picture of it being set up the wrong way. So what am I supposed to do? I didn't know any better. Um, but sometimes that's where the life principle comes that, you know, you can't do better until you know better. So you have to sometimes suck it up, learn the painful lesson and move on. The reason he knew this is because he is a sound engineer, sound and audio engineer. Today's guest is, drumroll please, Dave Swillam. He's the audio engineer behind the New Hampshire-based audio production business called Crawl Space Audio, and he's also the podcast host of his own podcast, the Waking Up From Work podcast, and he's also a local indie artist. He has his master's in business and music business from the SNHU Berkeley Partner Program and a background working live sound for national artists, interning at a record label and recording studios in New England and touring with personal bands around the country. He has formed a unique passion for both business and music supporting artists. And if you have not checked out his podcast, you definitely are going to want to do that. I will put the link to it in the show notes. After getting burnt out and not living his passion full-time and learning his wife Megan wasn't pursuing her dreams yet either, the two of them decided to blow their life apart in order to achieve their dreams of living full-time, doing what they both love. Today, he freelances audio out of a mentor studio while he works to build his own space and maintain his now long-distance relationship with his wife Megan, who is pursuing her veterinarian degree in Tennessee. This is why I had him on the show, because these two, they are taking that concept of making your dreams come true, and they are 100% dedicated to it, but they are also 100% dedicated to making sure that they are both doing that together, and they're working really hard, and they're going through a really interesting and unique situation. He um, reached out to me because he's very drawn to some of the stories that we tell on here, so I decided he is going to be my first male guest. Um, so I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Actually, I lied. Um, we are going to have a further delay because here's another little funny thing that happened with this episode. I forgot to record me asking the first two questions. So that audio is just completely gone. Um, fortunately, I kind of know what I asked, but it's going to sound a little funny. And wouldn't this, of course, happen when you're interviewing an audio engineer? Yes, it would. When we were recording the podcast episode with he and I on Zoom, we randomly lost internet at our house and everything went dark. But I think that's just what happens when you um, have somebody that's an expert in something and you are clearly not an expert in something. And I am clearly not an expert in podcasting, although I do enjoy doing it greatly. So now, without further ado... I give you my interview with Dave Swillam. Hi, Dave, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. How are you doing today? I am good, Emily. Thank you for having me today during these odd and interesting times of life. They are odd. And yes, that is a great way to say it. Although I would ask, what is actually normal? Yeah, I think that, uh, I don't know. I, it's no different than uh, other times in, in many ways. 
Um, all right. I would love to know what you are our first um, male. She built this podcast guest. So congratulations. Um, and I would love I would love to know what kind of like drew you to because you contacted me originally. Um, I had heard Aaron Newhart on your podcast, Waking Up From Work. Yeah, she is a superstar, by the way. She really is a superstar. Um, so I'd love to know what kind of like drew you to the podcast and to She Built This in general. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I had been introduced to some of the things that you were working on somehow through, are you part of, you're part of uh, part, Podcast NH, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, cool. So I think I got introduced to your podcast, just seeing it float around one of those groups or being introduced to that community and uh and started listening and then i think that like exactly what you were saying i saw aaron was on yours and i was like oh my god i know that person from working in the events industry and uh and had her on my podcast i think before or after like it was scheduled around the same time and i was like okay i definitely want to link up with emily because i haven't actually spoken with you and connected with you um and seeing you connected with with some people i really respect i was like okay i definitely want to check this out and uh you know like when i first contacted you i think i kind of spilled my guts a little bit to you which i don't normally do like right away but i just felt like a connection to kind of some of the the content that you're putting out in community that you hold with um you know some of the entrepreneurs that i talk to and uh, some of the things that I've experienced in my own life, really. So I, I want to be uh, connected. Well, thank you. And thank you for doing that um, genuinely. I really, really don't love small talk. I like just a full-on authentic conversation. So I appreciate that you did that. Same. Same. Um, all right. Before we get into like some of the questions that I have for you, I want you to kind of just tell people about your podcast and what you guys talk about in your podcast because they are very they they correlate super akin yeah so for those that you that don't know me yeah my name is dave swillam and i host the waking up from work podcast which is kind of pivoted a little bit to be a little bit more centered on living like a creative full-time entrepreneurship so i myself am an audio engineer and working to be full-time and have my own location here in new hampshire uh, but my co-host is a, a voiceover actor and uh, we talk really to any type of, we talk to a lot of creative entrepreneurs, like obviously a lot of musicians and artists and things in that way. But really, I wanted to create a podcast that wasn't too niche down in the sense that we have people on that are sales leaders or marketing or I don't know, we've we've interviewed breweries and, and meteries, we've interviewed radio personalities, like just a big mix of people, because I really, really believe that every person has these different qualities and experiences that can benefit you in being a creative and, and really just bringing that business aspect to creatives uh, anyway, because I see a lot of opportunity for that and making our businesses run more efficiently, because sometimes that side of the brain is incredible. And it's a piece that I'm in love with, obviously, doing what I'm doing, but uh, it's not always the best for business sense. And uh, those are two fields that I'm really passionate about colliding a lot. Okay, so I hear the term creative a lot. Um, and I want to hear what your definition of that means. 
Dang. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if I'll have like an exact one because I haven't thought about that really before. But for me, a creative, I leave very vague. I think it literally is someone that creates. And I think about it really as like a, an energy that's being put back out to create motion of any sort. So that's why, you know, when we have people on that are running a sales organization or they're running, um, you know, I know that you're a marketer and things like that, that someone who's like, I don't know, there's certain creatives that I run into that um, certain, certain niches that I run into that might not think that is creative because they just don't know enough in that field. But I believe that it is creative and it literally comes down to like on the individual level of what people are doing to create something as a new path or a new way of doing something or introducing something in some way that's challenging really, I guess, what's happening right now in, in, in any facet. I kind of leave it vague. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. I really love that. I want the term to feel inclusive. And that's why I asked you the question. Um, because I don't want anyone to feel like, well, that's, you know, I work in an analytical role. And that's, I'm definitely not a creative. Um, so I love that. Yeah, I love that you make it really applicable to everyone. And, and we are all creating because we are all putting something forth all of the time. So right. Um, all right, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your story right now and you and your wife and like the unique situation that you are finding yourselves in? Yeah, um, this past year, and it's kind of funny because it's really been like a year since April that we really blew our lives up and made a lot of changes. And I think when I first reached out and connected with you just to share our story, it was it was really awesome to hear you reciprocate some of those things in your own life with how you and your husband, um, you know, have formed, I think you're both entrepreneurs yourself, right? Uh, yes, we are. Right. So it's, that's awesome. And so is Aaron too. And so it's great finding, uh, some other couples and, and individual entrepreneurs out there that have faced these challenges. But, uh, over the last year, you know, I went to school for audio and learned a lot there. And I, since I was 16, wanted to be full-time as a audio engineer and producer. Uh, when I got out of school, I really had no money to the point where I was driving a Jeep that was actually catching on fire on the highway. And I had to pull over and let it like air out a little bit before I could drive it again, if it was driving for a certain amount of time or speed. And uh, went into some you know living situations that were really cramped or had no windows and no light and, and just lots of, lots of things for like survival mode of jumping out of school and, uh, and trying to figure out how we're going to get out of debt and, and, and make a, a living of any sort before I could even do what I wanted to do for a living. Like I had to put out the fires that were actually on my vehicle before I could put out the fires of pursuing my creative living full time. So, you know, my, my wife now, uh, we're, uh, high school sweethearts. So we were fortunate enough that we went to the same undergrad together. And, uh, you know, already really young into our relationship started talking about, you know, what's the future look like? What are we, what are we up to? And as that formed throughout college, we knew that when we got out of undergrad, we were probably going to get married and uh, have always kind of touched in for like, what are you looking to do? Like, where geographically are you going to be 
what are you trying to do for a living? And, and as that got more and more focused, you know, by the time we're leaving school, we knew that I wanted to open up a business at some point, whenever that was financially feasible. And, uh, you know, she had developed that she wanted to go into vet, like through her undergrad and, uh, wasn't necessarily sold at that point about whether she wanted to open up her own practice or just work in that field because it was kind of like a newer discovered thing that she wanted to be a part of. But, uh, we kind of knew that we wanted to pursue those roles by the time we got out of there. When we got out, we worked some jobs that neither of us liked. She was working overnights down in Boston in some labs that were pretty mundane for her and lots of traffic and bad sleeping patterns and the like. And I got into a retail sales job, uh, working cellular sales, and then eventually getting into like a management role there that I really wasn't passionate about, but it made good money. We did kind of like the, the reverse, I want to say, of some people where we got married like pretty soon after school, we bought a house, we bought a dog. So a lot of people kind of projected us to, you know, start having uh, children and kind of settle down in our roles and maybe give up on some of our dreams, not in like a, a bad way, but just in a way that we were happy and content. And uh, we were for the most part, like we, we talk about, you know, at this point in our lives, we talk about how amazing that first home was and how incredible it was to live that kind of life. But we also got to a point where both of us, you know, living those roles were realizing that we had fall out, fallen out of alignment, or at least just been slow to connect with what our ultimate goals were. And, you know, for me, it was, it was mostly, you know, still trying to chase financial ability to be able to do it. Um, just still playing catch up from getting out of school and hitting some of those goals. For my wife, it was kind of like, um, you know, we were trying to get her into vet school and it's extremely, extremely competitive for those that haven't done it before. You know, New Hampshire doesn't have a in-state vet program. And so that means that any place that you apply to is going to be considered out of state. And that immediately makes it absolutely brutal to be considered because you know, for some of these applications, you have two to three to four, 5,000 people applying to one school and inside there for out of state alone, they might be offering 50 to a hundred spots per school. And the wow. only schools even near here. Oh yeah. was like Tufts is the closest one to us, which still would have been minimum two hour drive, like daily if she were to attend it. So, you know, she was applying to that, got definitely discouraged with, with trying to attack it. And uh, we had a, a conversation that honestly, like I talked about this as an episode with her on, on my podcast to just really bring this out. And I think this is what connected me with you and that conversation I had where it was kind of like a out of nowhere for me, but realized that it was something that I probably just didn't see correctly for a while where I don't believe that I at any point ever stopped saying like, like the cheerleader role of saying like, Hey, you need to go after this. You should, um, you know, you should not give up on these schools or, or give up on what you want to do and settle for something that you don't like. But I guess I didn't realize that she might have been holding conversations back or, or I wasn't listening to her, you know, needing to do some things to blow up our life more than I wanted to, um, in my own goals 
to be able to pursue what she wanted to in the way that she had to, to be aggressive at getting it done. So we had a, a conversation one night where it kind of finally came out and she was like, listen, like for me to get into vet school, I need to be able to move around the country. And I know that you're trying to open up a business here in New England and you have like clientele that you're already working with. You have a foundation and I don't want to disrupt that. But at the same time, like I need the ability to be more mobile and we have to find some type of middle ground where I can go and pursue my dreams because I've just been she, like, she's just an amazing person. And, and she just quite frankly held it back, I think, as a way to not disrupt me. But obviously, that's just not a long term thing where we, you know, when we signed up for that marriage, that, um, you know, that was solidifying that our lives are together and 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 joined in linked goals for every thing in life for for happiness, for health, for, you know, our our lives. And uh, that was something that we really needed to get back into place. And so, you know, getting through that story, after that first night in conversation, we decided that we needed to blow things up so that we could put it back together in the way that we wanted for a design, even if it was a little bit later in life than we wanted to. So we sold our house, you know, she got into vet school in Tennessee, which was like the last school, and we didn't know where she would get in. So she got into school in Tennessee. We sold our house. We bought a property down there and renovated it within, I think, like two weeks together, sleeping on an air mattress inside of like a completely pulled apart house with like no floor, no kitchen, like one bathroom, like holes in the subfloor and everything. It was just like living in there legit. I have a picture I'll, I'll post maybe later of like a an iPad with some food on a uh, step stool. And uh, we basically, and this happened all probably within six months period, you know, we flew down there and saw these 11 properties in one day and picked one out on the plane to, to do this. And all in that time, I knew that I couldn't live where I was at or work where I was at anymore because I was commuting a far way and I couldn't find housing there. So I left my job at this company so that that way I could have a month to get all this work done on the property and get her in place. I moved back in with some friends in my hometown in a house, just renting a room uh, and putting all my audio equipment inside that room there so that I could still mix. And uh, we uh, got her moved in down there. We we got it renovated and we got some tenants in to financially support that uh, ability to have housing down there and have a way to financially do this while I now became the only income. And uh, at that same time, started a newer job that I was able to get in the meantime, like sending in applications for my laptop in airports or on the car or whatever, and uh, started that and ran into some other issues at that point. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what's happened over the past year. And uh, life has certainly changed perspective for me of what I really value and care about. And uh, our relationship definitely got to like another level that we had never seen before, even at that point being together for 10 or 11 years and, and really feeling comfortable with each other. I think that was what we needed to align on our common goals for our vision for our entire life. And it was just, it, it was such a needed correction. It was such a needed thing for us to do what we needed to do. 
So a lot of this, this is so interesting. Um, the, when you were talking about the Jeep being on fire, it, it brings me back to driving a car to college. Um, I went to school in Ohio and I was driving from New Hampshire to Ohio and my car was literally doing that the entire way. <laughs> um, so that just reminds me of that. But I really love that you two, like you didn't say, well, you have to go your way and I'm going my way. Um, you really decided that this is this is a temporary thing to work on the goals that you have together and you're doing it together and and it's not easy what you're doing um so the other the other kind of correlation i wanted to bring up is when you guys sat down and had that conversation i vividly remember jason and i having a very similar conversation when we had decided to um close our retail store i was so unhappy and i didn't think that there was another option, you know, like right. this was, this was our 10 year plan and we were doing this. Um, and we had to have that difficult conversation. I think for your wife, like, and for me, sometimes the conversations that we have in our head about what the other person is thinking about all of this is so much different than what it actually is. Because I'm sure when she actually sat down with you and told you how she felt and told you what she wanted to do, you weren't like, that ruins everything. You know, you probably were, as you have been saying, you're in support of her and you're in support of you both being happy together. So I love that, the whole story. Um, and I can right. also relate to the eating food on the stool because we've done that in apartments too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. I want to know kind of what the hardest part of all of this has been. But I also want to know what has been the easiest part for you. And I know you talked about it really um, strengthening and deepening your relationship. So maybe maybe that's part of what the easiest part has been. But what is the hardest part of all of this been for you? Hardest part has been patience because it's really easy when you're planning things like that to think long-term and decide on things that are a temporary solution, right? Like my living space right now is now a one bedroom with not a lot of shared space really in a pretty different house than me from so from going from a house to something like that and, and needing the space for what I do there's a lot of things that sound fine as a temporary solution but then when you're living it and you realize that the temporary is actually like a year a year sounds temporary when you think of life and you think of these long-term goals but when you're living that and now day-to-day stressors are like increased a hundred percent or like everything that you do is now harder to do even than you had planned. That's probably the hardest part is remaining patient and not acting out on those short-term, you know, feelings where you're like, if I just get an apartment right now, a two bedroom apartment, I would be so much happier. Or if I just move down there, right? Cause people ask me that and we can get into that later, why that's not possible for us. Um, you know, it would be so much easier to deal with not seeing, you know, my, my partner. Uh, so it's, it's the hardest part has been not succumbing to what would be like a short term win for me to mess up our long term, our long term plans is it's just like any other, um, you know, any other vice that you're trying to overcome uh, in your life where like, maybe you're trying to keep consistent at the gym. And then you want to have like a lazy week and you don't do it, or you want to, 
you know, be on a diet and then you have like a week of just eating bad and mess it up. It's the same way where like we have a plan and it would short term make me feel so much better if I just went out and got the apartment instead of this property that we're trying to get to next. Or if I just did these things that would feel good, but avoiding doing that and keeping on track is the hardest. And I'd say on the flip side of that, the easiest or like the best, I guess, is we kind of got to like another level with the amount of planning and action and honestly hard times that we've had to go through again together. Like that was three years of comfort out of school, I'd say. And now like being in forced discomfort, like just habitually, like every single day is just so much harder than it was before. That has made it so that Meg and I really, it's, like laughable and we laugh about it all the time now where we can be in a car ride or we can be in a Walmart grabbing something or we can be wherever doing something random and both of us will start a conversation and be like, Hey, so what are we going to do about software for rentals? Or what are we going to do about like a location for your business and blah, blah, blah. And all these things, it's like, we're very, very in sync right now to a point where we're enjoying those conversations. Like we're really excited about, any of the the movement in those goals and we're linked up in a way that we've never been before. So like that makes navigating all of these big changes and these hard changes way easier than it ever was in the past because we, we are so vocal and so frequent on what it is that we're up to together uh, that, that that's gotta be the, that, that is a, a godsend from all of this is that's, that's been huge for us. So how, um, well, first I want to share this quote with you that I read this morning. It's a Wayne Dyer quote and it's, he says, infinite patience brings immediate results. And it's so true. Um, one technique I've heard for someone like in the situation that you're in is like time is such a nebulous, weird thing anyway. Right. So it doesn't really like sometimes an hour feels like a second sometimes like a second feels like an hour so the the what i used when i was in france and um my husband and i were long distance i would always say time is zero so like any time i had in my head i would just kind of like give it the the title zero and it was like nothing you know like today is no different than tomorrow and tomorrow's no different than today. It's all just sort of like one big flowing thing. So I don't know if you can take that for what it's worth, but I do like the quote, uh, infinite patience brings immediate results. And it's so, you know, in hindsight, it will be true. I love that. Um, so how long, have, how long do you have left basically? One year? No. What, in terms of being long-term? Yeah. So we have legit, it's a, it's a doctoral degree. It's four years. Okay. So wow. This is year one. And I mean, I'll, like she is home for the summer. So, I mean, I get three months in the summer. I've been going down once a month for like a long weekend. And, uh, there's certain breaks, not as many as like undergrad. So like, and not, not as many are feasible, like Thanksgiving break and things like that for like a week with the dog down there. Sometimes it's just not worth it, but um, you know, we have four years of this and there's a lot of reasons why it's got to be that way, but, uh, this is year one of getting broken in. So, yeah. Why don't you said you were going to get into some of those reasons? So why don't you share some of that? 
Yeah, um, it's definitely something that people, whenever I ever meet someone and they ask and get into conversation, I've never had an answer for people that immediately gets them to be like, like when I first tell them, yeah, my wife is living down in Tennessee in the house that we purchased and I'm living in New England in a room. They're like, why in the hell are you doing that? Why would you not move down there and go work there? Like immediately the questions pop up for why we would possibly do this. And uh, there's never a quick answer, but once I explain why, then people seem to take it and be like, okay, all that makes sense. So she lives in the ninth poorest county in the entire country. And what is it? She's in the kitchen. Three. Third? All right. The third poorest county in the entire country. And it's about two hours outside of any major city. What that means is for me, with all my, my uh, background in pro audio and in high-end business, you know, I've learned a lot about real estate and construction and things like that, renovating this property and, and being a fan of that. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do and to support this household and what we're doing, I still need to be a high earner right now to be able to put money through some of the things that we're working on. And down there, there is nowhere that I could get any type of work other than being like a manager for a fast food chain or like working in on a farm, like literally on a, on a farm, which none of those are necessarily a bad thing, but they're just not where my skills are at or where like the pay that I need to achieve to, to do this are at. And also, you know, with our long-term vision, we've talked about it a lot. And at the end of the day, like we do plan on having children, you know, in our early thirties and, uh, we plan on, on being in New England despite loving travel and, and loving different parts of the country. So the ultimate goal when we're trying to line up both of our objectives is for me to open up my full-time place here in New England and eventually for her to come back home after the, her degree and, and open up her own practice in New England as well. So I really have to stay here and get into another property somewhere close to where we want these things to happen uh, and keep trying to get the income that I have up here. So unfortunately, we have to play this game together because I haven't been able to find something that's full-time remote to be able to be down there. And I need to get properties going up here for what we want to do in our three, four-year plan here. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's too bad because you're missing out on some really good country music, I'm sure, down there. But <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. I love it down there. I, I really like it a lot. I have not been to Tennessee, but oh my gosh, I would love to go. It's I would definitely move in a heartbeat for the love of the place. It just would be a different choice if I had it. Where? So has this um, global situation put any sort of wrench in your plans? And, and maybe it's more around the property piece of things, but um, what is it doing to your business and then for both of you being able to see each other? For seeing each other, it helped because her school did the same as a lot of others where it let her out early to be remote. So instead of seeing her here at the end of May until like basically halfway through August, I got her back home here in New England at the beginning of March, basically. So for seeing her, it's been a good thing. Awesome. Because, oh, yeah, that was definitely a, a plus for us. And uh, for 
keeping on track with stuff, it has been more of a grind to achieve it because right now I am working a day job in sales and obviously people don't have as much capital right now. So sales have been difficult. And then for the audio side, it's been good. Even though I don't have access to studio space, I've just been working with more artists remote and I've, I've systemized better for how I can bring people's audio to me in an easier way. So it's forced me to adapt quicker than I would have, I think, if I was just hanging out and didn't have to. But all in all, it's it's still kept us on track towards the timelines that we were looking for, which is hopefully opening up or at least getting a, a location over the summer here to start building and uh, and working on. Like we're we're unbelievably fortunate, and I'm I'm grateful for everything that uh, has been in place to allow us to continue to work on on what we want to do to help people in in our strengths so it's very sweet actually and i can see how it would be really strengthening well it's it's interesting with my my sister is in a relationship where actually yeah i mean they're engaged they're gonna get married but with a, a military man and it's just interesting to hear at the same barbecue the different conversations that happen in terms of accepting a military relationship where it's a lot more questioning for us with entrepreneurship and it's been interesting to try to navigate like, well, what do you see as the difference? Like both of the things that we have as objectives in life are making it so that we have to live in these confines to achieve it, just like this other couple doing just different paths. Yeah. So what is it yeah. that, you know, about the, the two that, that seems so much different for acceptance of why it's happening, where for our story, when we, like I was saying, the first time I tell someone, they're like, why would you possibly do that? Like, you guys are crazy. Like, this makes no sense. But when like a, you know, a military couple throws it out there, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like that always happens. So it's interesting that you say like uh, going back to the norm, because I, I would, I would prefer if people thought that it was, uh, it made a hell of a lot more sense, you know, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So I would love for you to tell people a little bit more about like how to connect with you online and like what you're really looking for or, or asking for right now. Sure. Um, like websites and things that people can hang out with me at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check out my podcast on creative entrepreneurship, it's called the waking up from work podcast. And it's on anything you listen to, but we have waking up from work.com. And that's kind of our hub that we hang out at, put show notes and, and links to everything there. If you want to check out what I do in audio, my brand is Crawlspace Audio, so crawlspaceaudio.com is where I live there, hanging out, helping people in music, in podcasts, and audiobooks, and, and anything that I uh, can help out with. And then I'm really active on Instagram, so at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, I'm, I'm there a lot and live every Thursday with the podcast. And I have that same tag on Twitter and TikTok, but I am not going to lie, I'm pretty slow on those two. I have literally one video on TikTok, so I hear you. <laughs> yeah, you're a marketer. You must be trying to figure that platform out and see, like, it's it's such an interesting space. And I've been just taking time to sift through it and, like, understand the differences in content and the differences in demographics and everything. And it is such an interesting platform. It really is. I agree. That and Snapchat. <laughs> um, oh, my all right. Gosh. 
So here's a little que- one question to kind of finish this off. If you could go back 10 years ago and know what you know now about this whole entire situation, would you have skipped the past 10 years to get to where you are now? Mm. With That's all the, so you have all the knowledge that you have, you know, like you didn't have to go through all that. I bet you, if you ask this at every episode, I bet you get some of the same answers. My answer would be no, because I think that knowing, knowing that and experiencing it create completely different kind of clarity and, uh, experiencing, uh, you know, these things for, uh, a relationship, these things for work and, uh, and hustle and everything like that. Experiencing it is, is a very different thing than, uh, just hearing that. I think it's like anyone else, like, you know, when you're a kid and they say, don't touch the stove top, you're going to burn your hand. It's completely different when people tell you not to do that. And when you actually take your hand and put it on the burner, it's something that you truly integrate into never touching that stove for the rest of your life when you did it when you were like two. It's the same way, I, I think, where some of these experiences are, are really baked into me now in a way that they wouldn't have been had I just had that information, I guess. That was really well said. Yeah, experiences like integrated knowledge, like deep into your body and soul. I love it. Right. Um, and I don't ask that on every episode, actually. But my I didn't hear husband, it before, but I didn't know. <laughs> no, my husband left that as a thought experiment for me today. So I thought it would be fun to try it out on someone else, too. Man. <laughs> I have all day to think about it, he said. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a challenge. It That's is a, a challenge. challenge for a Wednesday. There's no doubt. But, I think my answer is similar to yours um, because I don't think that you really can understand without having gone through the experiences. And yes, there is there are painful things in life and things that you wish hadn't happened. But if you if you hadn't gone through those 10 years and you knew what you knew, then life would be perfect and that would be just boring. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. I could be severely missing out by not. I'll think I still have a couple hours. <laughs> but, I would be interested to hear. I'd be interested to hear what you you come up with. On. I'll let you know tomorrow when I'm on your podcast, my fully developed hypothesis. Nice. <laughs> we'll start. We're going to start off that way. How's that? Okay. No. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for um, being on the show and sharing your story. I really love it. And it, it was inspiring. And I hope that it inspires others to stick with it and to like really lean into that patience and the uncomfortable things because that's really the road that we have to be on when we have big dreams and big goals you know and I think it's a good reminder of that lesson yeah and and honestly on that note I would just encourage anyone in your community that might have these dreams of entrepreneurship or these goals that they haven't you know like you were saying earlier, where we we kind of have these conversations in our head of this is the conversation that happened that hasn't happened yet. So I really encourage anyone that may be in a situation that I was in to to voice that in some way to your partner so that you can really grow and, and get get where you need to be at to make yourself happy so that you can give your all and in, in your whole self in every situation because 
this, uh, it's not an easy conversation to have. And it's just out of care for the other person to make sure that you're not impeding on their goals. But I would say that, uh, you know, if we hadn't done this, this would probably be a, a really big problem for us that would get in the way of, of our happiness. So I encourage your community, if you are in that situation, to tackle it if you can. Yeah, really well said. Dave Swillam with the truth bomb. Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Thanks, Emily. You too. I will we'll, uh, see you tomorrow. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.